Hey friend, ever feel like there are just too many demands on your time? Hardly leaving you room to breathe as you jump from one thing to the next, day after day and week after week? No wonder you find yourself on the couch, mindlessly scrolling or binging Netflix rather than facing it all. And guess what? You are not alone. Today on the podcast, I have a special treat for you, a live find the time coaching call with our Lila of the month from inside the Redeem Her Time community. And her name's Danielle. Here's what I got to tell you about Danielle. She loves Jesus and is balancing a lot in this season, selling her house, building another one, then packing and moving to another state. She's going from the Midwest to the coast. Yay for her doing the long distance thing with her hubby who just retired while living in a temporary apartment in order to stay back home till her daughter finishes the year and graduates from high school, working remotely for three bosses, plus taking on her own clients to build her accounting business in the evenings. Good thing faith is her foundation because he gives her strength. As a live of the month, that's a reward you can earn for being an engaged member of our free community. Danielle received a free coaching call and you can too while I'm celebrating my 50th birthday. Did you hear me announce in the last episode that I've opened up 50 find the time call slots as my free gift to you? It's true. That's how I'm giving back to celebrate 50 years of God pouring into me. So go grab yours at redeemhertime.com forward slash call or pop in the show notes and click the link at the bottom before those birthday spots fill up. Speaking of celebrating, Today is the last day to get your name entered in the 10K and 50th birthday giveaway to win a distraction-proof coaching package or a full-ride scholarship to the Redeem Her Time program. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling to the bottom of the show page, rating it five stars, and writing a sentence or two about what you love most. Or, if you already did that, share the show link with a friend you think might love it too. Either way, be sure to take a screenshot and come post it inside the free Redeem Her Time community with hashtag 100K to help us get to 100,000 downloads. You don't have much time, so good news. You can still keep listening and leave a review at the same time. That, my friend, is a good kind of multitasking. Anyway, I thought my conversation with Danielle was super valuable and that you'd discover some nuggets that you can apply to your time when you're feeling overwhelmed too. So listen in, and then we'll come back at the end to recap how to use the strategies in your life. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? 
Danielle said, she said, and again, you're going to be like, yes, this is me too. I, I bet all of you are going to feel this way too. I feel like I get overwhelmed and then my brain shuts down. A friend explained that this might actually be related to ADD, although I've never officially been diagnosed. I also get stuck when I have multiple demands in my time or multiple commitments that require me to move from one to the next with no transition time. Anybody else already feeling the pain, <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, Danielle, so good. I would definitely have a greater sense of peace and productivity if I could stay motivated in the midst of overwhelm or remain calm when having to transition tasks so quickly. Yes, I do well with paper planners and checklists. And I also do well when I schedule tasks or commitments with enough transition time between, but that isn't always in my control. Ah, Danielle, I think that you are speaking all of our stories today. Um, so I know that like you are kind of in a transition period as well. So you have this extra layer right now of uh, what's happening in your life. But if you just wanna give any other context to kind of what you're talking about, are, you are these things related to personal, um, things that you're trying to do are these things related to professional or is it just that right now you feel like everything's a big jumbled mess um, because it's all you know overlapping each other um i think it's a little bit of everything um the um having to go from one activity to the next one um really quickly is often related to professional because you know i have um you know deadlines each day that have to be met and I'm training two new employees and I have three bosses that I report to. And so oh, wow. there's no, at any given point in time, um, and we're a small company and I was the only finance staff until we hired two part-timers. And so, um, there's just a lot of, you know, Hey, I need you, you know, to handle that. Hey, I need you to handle that. Hey, I need you to handle this. And so there's a lot of like, okay, I need to switch on top of my own deadlines that in my own like calendar of things that need to be done for the business to operate the way that it needs to and so um i do feel like i can get really by the end of the day i can feel really stressed out just really um tense and have headaches and you know those kind of things just because i'm constantly switching back and forth um because this person needs something or that person needs something or, you know, and they're unrelated tasks. It's not like they're right. all related. Right. Um, so that's where a lot of the like task to task comes in. But, um, and then I have my own clients in the evenings. And so I'm trying to schedule time blocks for them as well. But a lot of times, you know, then my daughter gets home from work and she needs dinner before she goes out again to her next activity. And so like, there's just, you know, having to stop. Yeah. So some of it's personal, some of it's, you know, business, um, but that's where um, I, I tend to, to have to move between things quickly is a lot of that is, is personal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, professional. And then yeah. the overwhelm tends to be more personal. Like when there are so many things and my husband needs something and my daughter needs something and the house needs to be cleaned and that like, my husband will come home and be like, I thought you said you had three clients to work for and this, and you, you know, needed to like, and we were going to do that. And like, and I'm like, and why are you sitting on the couch? And it's because I can't, like, I can't, it's yeah. too overwhelming. Like I, I shut down and then I can't keep myself motivated to push through that. And it's not yeah. really like that. My schedule is all that much more crazy than anybody else's schedule. 
Um, but I just, I don't think my brain handles it well. Like mm. it just it was okay. We need to shut down and it's out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you really hit it on, you know, it's not always about how much is on our schedule. It's about how, like, yeah, how, how is it affecting us? Right. And we're all going to be at different places. So what may overwhelm one person may be a little bit more tolerable for someone else. Right. But then depending on the time of the month or depending on what's going on in our life or depending on what the last person asked or how much sleep we got the night before, you know, it's anybody's game, right? Anything can happen. So I just want to start by, you know, like you've kind of shared with us what makes you feel overwhelmed. I want to assure you it could be ADD, you know, like there are things in our brain where just our brain is not able to, you know, really separate things, but, I'm just going to tell you right now that what you've shared today, I think is very um, typical, very common for women, especially in the stage of life you're in, where you've got a work environment, you've got, you know, your husband, you've got, uh, you know, kids, you've, you've got moving that's happening. You've got all these different pieces in your life. And our brain was not made to multitask, no matter how much we want it to, right? <laughs> we often think we, you know, I'm this amazing multitasker. I can have all the tabs open. I can do this while I do this, while I do this. And really, we can't because our, we can really only focus on what is, you know, what it is that we're giving our focus to and everything else is going to be distracting from that. So then nothing gets our focus. So, um, and what I'm hearing too, is it feels like, tell me if this is, is right. Like you have your own responsibilities, but then it seems like there's a lot of expectations and obligations um, and maybe sometimes distractions coming in from the outside. Is that what you'd say? Yes. I agree. Okay. Okay. When it comes to like, and again, this may look a little bit different between your work life versus your home life, but so you can talk in general, or you could, you know, talk about one or the other or both. Do you feel like you have support in those areas? Or do you feel like you're kind of like a one woman show who just kind of has to roll with it because you don't really have a choice? Um, I have felt uh, definitely at work because I have been a one woman show like mm -hmm. that that has if it's finance related it's me if it's hr related it's me if it's admin it's me um now we are um offsetting some of that and so i'm able to take a little bit of a like a breath and a break now where i haven't felt that way in the past um and then at home i have felt that way as well except that my husband retired at the end of march and so yeah. he actually has um been taking on a lot of the things around the house to try and allow me to be able to, you know, do the two jobs that I need to do so that, you know, he can retire and enjoy life. <laughs> so, yes, and that you can enjoy it too, right? right. <laughs> this is for both of you, let's be honest. And the fact that you have three bosses lets me know that you are probably taking on too many responsibilities at work. So, I'm hoping. These people you're training, are they going to be taking on some of your responsibilities so that can come off your plate? Um, yes, they are. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm the only one who has knowledge about at the company. Sure. And so um, because we are a small company and so I am able to do a lot of knowledge transfer to the two new girls. Now, right right now, they're both part time. Sure. Um, but the intent is hopefully to be able to grow that as they you know, expand their knowledge base as well. So fantastic. So one of the things that comes to mind, I know you and I have talked about is the four D's list that we come back to, right? That you, you sometimes, sometimes there's so much in our, in our brain or, you know, on our plates, we can brain dump it all in paper. And then we look at it and say, okay, what on here can I just delete? 
the world is not going to fall off its axis if I don't do this, you know, even though it feels like, you know, I feel for whatever reason that I should do it, it's probably not going to, you know, really make a big difference. And so we can just cross that, you know, that off the list. The second one I, I hear you, you're in the process of, and that's that process of delegation, mm -hmm. right? And so whether it's delegating things to your husband, because now he doesn't have a work schedule, um, so that frees up some time or whether it's delegating to these people at work or, you know, whatever those different areas are. Delegation is a really freeing process. Well, I'm going to say this. It's not a freeing process. It's a freeing end result, right? But the process <laughs> is sometimes messy in the middle, um, you know, because like you said, you for a long time have been the only one that had the knowledge, the only one that had the skills, the only one that had whatever that was. And so everything depended on you. Um, so, you know, be patient and persistent in the process of delegating, because as you do that, you, it may be a lot of work to kind of get out of your brain onto some kind of a, you know, document or some kind of communication where someone else can pick it up, but it will be worth it. Cause at, at some point down the line in the not too distant future, you're going to be able to like, just put, put your hands back. Right. And be like, all right, it's not mine anymore. I'm not the only person that can be called when something like this, you know, comes up. Um, then the next D is delay, right? And here is where you have to look at your season of life and say, does this really, it, this may really matter. This may be really important, but does it really matter right now? And I know that, you know, you're in the process of moving. So your husband's in another state, you're here work, helping your daughter graduate. I mean, there's so many moving parts. And I know this is a, something you and I have talked through about what things can just wait until you get to your new place um, and being okay with that knowing that they're just going to sit there and wait for us. And like, you know, just like earlier, it's going to be okay. You know, they'll still be there. And then the last D um, I think maybe is one that could be really helpful too. And that is making sure you're doing things that delight you or are leading towards what delights you. Cause if, if I'm correct, I'm hearing you working pretty much all day, maybe take a quick break for dinner and then pretty much work most of the evening. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we are not making sure that we're taking some of those, you know, times to refill, then we are going to run out, right? We can't pour from that empty cup. We only have so much bandwidth when it comes to time and energy and capacity and, you know, what we, how much information we can hold in our hand and how many messages we can re react to or respond to in, in you know, in a, in a day. Um, so that would be something I'm going to encourage you as some homework to do. It doesn't necessarily have to be daily, although it would be great if it was, but just, it can be just for a few minutes, right? Maybe, maybe for you, like getting outside and going for a walk around the block, is just a great thing. So it doesn't feel like a lot, but you can squeeze the, you know, that in somewhere. Um, I know, you know, you're a woman of faith. So taking that time to read the word in the morning and, and spend some time praying or listen to some worship music while you're getting ready or, you know, some of those types of things, maybe in the evening, it's just taking some time and not numbing out in front of a screen because that doesn't really refill us, but you know, like maybe reading a great book that's just kind of fun to get lost in or is just going to help encourage and grow you or talking with a friend, um, you know, going out for coffee or just saying, you know what, I'm not working after this time and mm -hmm. and I'm just going to put the, the, um, the healthy boundary up there. So making sure you're putting some of those delight things in place. Um, maybe just kind of tell me a little bit like which of those four do you feel like maybe a little bit more attention towards would be helpful with where you're at right now. The delete, delegate, delay, delight. 
Well, actually, um, and this kind of connects back to things we've talked about in the coaching, um, is um, those the eight that we're working on this week, mm. a lot of the things you just said are the ones that are my eight points. Mm. So it'll be interesting to talk through later at another time. But yeah. um, I think that definitely um, the delight and the delegate. Um, mm like being able to do that because it has been me for so long it's really hard for me to be like okay i can hand this off to someone else and it's going to be okay if they make a mistake and they don't do it the way that i did right. or they you know just simply have a different way of doing it like being okay with that is hard for me because i am a type a control freak and uh -huh. so um it is very hard to delegate but i've got um I'm, I'm really confident in the two people that we've brought on um i work really Good. well with them so i'm actually enjoying the fact that i can delegate where that hasn't always been something i've been yeah. comfortable doing in the past yeah because um, sometimes it's yeah it's we know it's good we've got this well-oiled machine and it's almost easier for me to just do it so let me just do it <laughs> you're making the right decision and moving in that direction and trying to work yourself out of a job i like to say Mm -hmm. um, not that you can't be there, you know, when needed, but let that be more of, you know, not the norm, but more the exception, yeah. you know, to, to the rule. So good for you. I love that. Yeah. And putting some of those little delight spots either mm -hmm. throughout your day or throughout your week or throughout your month, just to make sure that you're recharging your batteries. Um, I think it's, I know it's going to be really helpful. Um, now the other thing that you just alluded to is the other thing that came to mind when we were talking was about um, you know, sometimes the, the overwhelm comes from all the things that are being dumped on us from the outside, right? And so then we're reacting to it. Um, but a lot of times too, overwhelm comes from, you know, our own time management challenges and whether or not we have a really uh, solid and consistent plan. And we're previewing, you know, our, not only our, our day, but also our week and our month, or probably we go backwards, our month, then our week, then our day so that we're really paying attention to where our time is going, what adjustments need to be made and things like that. Um, and then the next step is communicating that to other people, because just because it's in your head, right, that this is my plan for the day does not mean that everybody else either A, knows it or B, is going to respect that. So let's kind of go to the, you know, how, how do you feel like your, you know, like your plan is when you are looking ahead at the week or you're looking ahead at the next day? Do you feel like you have a pretty solid plan where you've thought ahead about the things that are going to need your attention. You can't, we can't, you know, uh, anticipate everything. So some things will come up, but at least on the, on the, your part of it, what does that look like? Yes. I actually do have a paper planner and a planner in my phone. I think them both on Sunday, look ahead at like at the end of the month, look ahead at the month, then each week I look ahead at the week and then also look ahead at the day. Um, and I do try and schedule like, um, I do try and plan my day so that like eight to four are my like full-time work hours. And then I know mm -hmm. that I'm going to take time for dinner with my daughter to make sure that she gets the things she needs before she goes off to her evening activities. And then I actually schedule like a couple more hours in the evening, you know, maybe seven to nine or something or six to eight, depending on like what the evening is. So um, I do try to do that. I do try and look at it and be like, okay, this, and then, um, you know, and I'm not going to work outside of these outside of these hours. Like this is this time, this is this time. Mm -hmm. um, and then that, you know, having that wind down time in the evening. And um, so I have it on my calendar. I color block it. It's all pretty. It's got stickers. Pretty. 
but <laughs> then I don't always, then I'm like, oh, just one more, like, I'll just do one more thing before I go to bed or, or before mm -hmm. I turn my computer off, or I'll just do like, oh, that email just came in. Oh, I'll go answer that. Um, so that's kind of some of the things that I'm working on is actually turning my computer off, like my work computer uh -huh. off and shutting it down. Um, yeah. In our yeah. new house, it will be a whole different room. Like my nice. computer will not be in the same room that I'm occupying the rest of the day. So I'll be able to walk away from it, which yes. hasn't been, I just haven't had that structure in our home. Sure. Um, so it's going to be nice to actually have a room. I can like close the door. I won't even hear it if it dings. Mm. So, um, that's yeah, I think that's really, really wise having those healthy boundaries around your time. Mm -hmm. And like you and I have talked about, right? What What is the purpose of the time block I'm in? Is this to be filling back up? Is this to be pouring out? And who is it that's getting my time and attention in this? And then outside of some kind of emergency, everything else can wait, um, you know, so we're fully present there because often what happens is when we're back and forth or we're trying to like do something while we're doing something else, I'll answer this one more thing while I'm, you know, making dinner. It always takes more time. It always, you know, our brain isn't able to fully track. And then sometimes it doesn't get done well or we make mistakes or we that's when we feel that sense of overwhelm. I'm curious about this because I love the fact that you have this beautiful color-coded, you know, planner, which is great. That's not everyone even ha is at that point yet. But that doesn't always mean that it's working because what I heard you talking about were those transition times. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any kind of routines around like when I shut down my work time, here's the routine that I go down before that time block ends. So like maybe the last 15 minutes so I can kind of catch those last emails. I can catch anything that I want to give my attention and put on my plan for the next day before I shut it down. So I'm not feeling like, you know, sometimes we can work all the way up to, a, you know, a, that time on the clock versus mm -hmm. kind of giving ourselves a little bit of that. Is that something you've ever tried before about having like a kind of a shutdown or a startup routine at the beginning of some, and ends of some of those time blocks? No, I just jump in and well, I mean, in the morning I go through, like I have a routine of like, I'm going to go through all my emails before I do this, but some mornings I have seven 30 calls and sure. I'm just lucky to get out of the shower and get my hair dry before I have to be on <laughs> camera. So Right, right. Yeah. And so there are days like that here too, where I have to flip it around, but, I, but just like you, like what might be good, especially at the beginning and end of some of those bigger time blocks is having kind of a startup routine and a shutdown routine. So just like you said, you know, the beginning, you know, I'm checking my emails, I'm checking in with maybe my team, I'm, you know, whatever those things are, and then save the last 15 minutes before that work time block ends to do a shutdown routine, right? So that you're starting to prepare your mind, your body, whatever, to transition to whatever that next focus is instead of feeling like they slam right into each other, right? Mm. Think about like on the highway, if you're in traffic and everybody's bumper to bumper and then one person comes ramming in from behind, it's gonna make, you know, the ripple domino effect of all these cars hitting each other because there was no margin in between. There was no space. Everything was literally just, you know, uh, stacked right up to itself. And the same thing happens with our time. Right. And, and I'm right here saying I've been so guilty of this and sometimes fall back into it, too, and have to realize sometimes I'll realize, oh, I'm not leaving any space here to kind of finish up this one thing but, and then allow myself to transition mentally, physically, whatever I need to to go over to the, whatever it is next that's going to get my attention. So that would be something I recommend doing is looking and seeing where are those friction areas? You know, how can we kind of oil that a little bit by making sure that we've got a little bit of a way to of some kind of a routine? It can literally be less than five minutes, right? To some way that we kind of close this up and that we're able to then, it's kind of that signal to our brain 
okay, now I'm heading into something different, um, which can be a really helpful thing. And, you know, and I, like for me, that nighttime one is sometimes hard because it's like, oh, one more thing, if I get this done, I don't have to do it tomorrow. And sometimes I just have to say, no, uh, like I'm shutting it down at this time and I'm not gonna work up until, you know, the time that I'm going to bed or the time that I wanna hang out with my husband because then I'm rushed, right? In my, yeah. my mind and things are, are elsewhere. Um, then when it comes to, you know, like it, it felt like when I heard you talking earlier, those transitions sometimes are out of your control. Um, and it sounds maybe that it's not the transitions, but it's people's expectations that are coming in. And so you're flip-flopping, flopping between what you were doing and what they want. Is that, is that right? Yes. A lot. Yeah. So in that area, the, this is the third thing, communication, right? Really clearly communicating this is when I'm available and this is what I'm available for. Now, I, I get that you are not the top dog, you know, where you work right now. So sometimes we have some choices in that, sometimes we don't, but sometimes it's just a matter of us communicating to them. I've really not been able to be as focused on my work when messages are coming back and forth and then offer a suggestion. Like, would you, would you be willing to, you know, if I check my emails, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, mid morning, right before, you know, like if you kind of laid out a plan for them and they hear how it's going to make you more efficient, I'm pretty sure that for the most part, they're not going to fight back about that. Right now, no, what you can say is, Hey, if it's a dire emergency, so I would always tell my kids, my office door is closed. Don't come in. But if there's blood, yes, barge in the door. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe with a boss or a husband or something like that, right. Sometimes we communicate and then there's still a, a, an extreme need then say, send me a message and put this at the beginning, right? So whether it's, you know, whether it's a code word, whether it's a, an emoji, whatever it is, so that I know that number one, they're thinking about the fact they're, they're, they're triaging first, right? They're not just throwing something at you because it's their priority and they're not paying attention to what you have communicated that you need. And now you can then say, okay, I, I this is an exception. So instead of it happening all the time, it, that it, that's only going to happen when it's absolutely necessary. And just like with the delegating, the communicating of our needs and of our time boundaries and those types of things is also sometimes a messy process because not everybody values the exact same things or has the same opinions or you see things the same way that you do. But generally, most people, if you say, hey, this is becoming a problem for me or this is this has been you know, something that's affecting my work or my sleep or whatever it is, and you communicate what your need is, I think most people are probably going to be, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. What can I do? Or, you know, how can I be a part of that? Um, so that might be a really helpful thing, whether it's, you know, with family or whether that's with work, just communicating what your needs are and what your intentions are. And yes, there can be exceptions, but then make those, those things the exception, not what's typical, typically the rule. How would, how would that help you? Um, I think that would be good. I mean, some of my work is responsive to other people because I'm in a support role. So when they need support, that's sure. like the expectation that I'm going to be there for that. Mm -hmm. But um, I think you've talked before about, I don't remember the name of it, but like where you set a timer for 20 minutes mm -hmm. and you don't like you work for 20 minutes and you don't do anything else. Um, I even think if I just did that sometimes, like, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm not checking my email. Like, whatever comes in, nobody's going to die if I don't get that invoice out for another 20 minutes. Like, they're not yeah. going to pay me in the next 20 minutes anyway. Like, it's not going to affect our cash flow if it waits 20 yeah. minutes. So, yes. Um, and that might be helpful on some of those days where there are a lot of things that have to be done on a deadline. 
and I can yeah. block like 20 minute time slots out and check email in between. Like it's, I'm not I love yeah, I love that you brought that up because I think one of the mistakes we make is we make our time blocks too big. We say, oh, I'm going to work on this from breakfast to lunch. Okay, well, that's a really big time block. Ain't nobody going to be able to focus that long, right? Like, So, yes, I love it's called the Pomodoro method because the guy okay. who invented it had a tomato shaped kitchen timer. And apparently Pomodoro is tomato in Italian. So, um, yeah, the idea is you either set a 25 minute timer or a 50 minute timer. Um, because beyond that, your brain and your body really can't focus, you know, a lot longer. And then you take a five or 10 minute break and you're right. No email is probably going to be someone's life uh, in the on the line uh, if it waits for 20, 25 minutes, you know, and here's where you can say to somebody, if this is urgent, right. And just say, I check my, my emails, you know, uh, once on the hour or, you know, that type of thing, just say, please put this word in the front and I will make sure to go to it first. You know, um, so you can kind of communicate to them how to help you triage to say what needs mm -hmm. my attention first when I go to it. But yes, you're going to find that when you stay focused on whatever is in front of you, you are going to, you know, be so much more effective because your brain is not transitioning back and forth. They say it takes a full 20 minutes every time you you stop to even if you thought you were just quick checking the text, it still takes that much time to get your brain fully focused on what you were doing. So it's no wonder we feel overwhelmed and we feel like all over the place because, you know, oftentimes we are and then nobody's getting the best of us. So, yes, try that. I would love to hear how that works for you. And uh, I think the shorter time blocks or the shorter tasks, you know, or the shorter goals that we set, the easier it is to get there. And then it's not going to feel like I have to get create momentum to, to go four hours, like you were saying, you know, sometimes what do I do about momentum? But I'm just going to get through the next 25 minutes. Anybody can get through 25 minutes, right? We can mm -hmm. always figure that, how to, how to get enough to do that. And then give yourself a break, give yourself a reward. You know, maybe it's, you know, going out, outside or maybe it's going and playing with the dog or maybe it's just, I don't know, popping pop something, you know, on to listen to that you love or something like that. But um, yeah, those shorter time blocks, I think will be really effective with that, um, with how you're feeling and, and maintaining the momentum as well. Hey friend, did you catch that? You can't truly multitask. I mean, you can try, but really, you're just switching super fast or maybe not so fast from one task to the next, but your brain can only focus on one thing at a time. So no wonder it gets overloaded. I'm excited to hear how Danielle is using the tools we talked about to keep from landing on the couch out of overwhelm. Here they are bullet pointed for you to jot down. You ready? Number one, simplify with the four D's. Delete. What does not even need to be done in your life? It may be something you've put on your plate or someone else did that wasn't yours to do. Or perhaps it's that digital device you pick up all day long that distracts your brain from what matters and just sucks up your time. Get rid of it. Delegate. What does need to be done, but you're not the only one who can do it. Who can you train to take over in your family, on your team, in your community, in your systems? It might get messy in the process of letting go, but the end product of being hands-off will be well worth it. Delay. What just doesn't matter most right now in this season? What can wait so that what is in front of you can get your full attention? Put that thing on your calendar for a later date to revisit. And then delight. What are you intentionally doing that is delighting to your soul? All work and no play? or trying to run an empty does not serve anyone. 
Find a few things that delight your heart and mind and do them. Number two, build transition routines. Instead of every task or time block on your calendar, bumping right into the next, leaving no room to breathe and more resembling bumper to buffer rush hour traffic, where one thing gets bumped has a domino effect, leave a little white space, not only for the unexpected or when things run over, but also so you can reset your mind and body and show up fresh to what's next. Think about what tasks you'll want to do at the front end of that block to get the ball rolling, and then what you'll need to do at the back end to wrap it up and signal to yourself and others you're moving on to something else. Transition with intention so you're able to be fully present with what is right in front of you. And number three, communicate your availability. Whether it's your family, your team, your boss, your friend, it's okay to say when you will and won't be available. You teach others how to treat you. So if they're used to interrupting you whenever they want, they will continue to do that. But if you tell them that you'll be focusing on an important task during a certain time period and that you'll check messages afterwards, they won't expect your typical immediate response. There's no reason you need to be checking email, texts, messenger, DMs, social all day long. Put those in your transition routines. Likely, no one will need you that desperately inside a 25 to 50 minute time block so you can give them your full focus when you're ready. And maybe they will have figured it out by themselves <laughs> by that time. Did you find those as helpful as Danielle did? Here's today's community question. Which timely tip will you put into practice? Simplifying with the four Ds, building transition routines, or communicating your availability? I'd love to hear and let's talk more. So be sure to pop over into the Redeem Her Time community at redeemhertime.com forward slash community or with a link in the show notes. Who knows? You could be the next Lila of the month just for engaging in what will help you be more present. Actually, Instead of waiting till the end of the month, why don't you grab one of my 50th birthday find the time calls to start making the best use of your time right away. And be sure to leave a five-star written review and post a screenshot inside the community ASAP to get your name in the drawing. Today is the last day to get in. Then be sure to pop back in the group tomorrow to see if you won. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And... It helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.